Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to this episode of Michetech Business Series. Um, I trust that you've had a fantastic or, or awesome weekend. And um, yeah, with me is Damola. Damola, how have you been? Been good. Uh, it's been an interesting time in, in in Nigeria, you know, and it's important that the government makes a lot of changes in the way that the police engages Nigerians, really. A lot of things have to change, right? Because society is changing. A lot of things are changing, you know. The nature of work is changing, for example. And it means that as a young person, for example, I have a laptop, I have uh, a smartphone, and really, with my smartphone, I could do millions of dollars worth of deals you know my laptop you know i'm working right but what the experience has been mostly is um you know with the police uh the sars you know usually when you see young people with with laptops and all those things and and smartphones all these gadgets kind of like they they Profile them as as criminals, right? And and you know that has just escalated into extortion, and a lot of uh, people have lost their lives as well. And so, I mean, that's part of the reasons why a lot of Nigerian youths are out on the streets and peacefully protesting and saying, "Hey, this has to change." I mean, I don't know. We're seeing a, a little bit of progress because, uh, yeah, we are not where we should be, but at least. Uh, a little bit of progress because you know it was announced that the, uh, the unit SARS you know, was disbanded and and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so yeah there's progress yeah but uh, in terms of justice for the for the lives that are lost and a lot yeah. of the other things that still need to be done there's still a long way to go but we're hopeful that you know things get back to normal and I mean we have a a more responsible police force well um i i would say it's a start and then we're hoping to see most of these changes in our society especially um at this time a lot of people are now more than before they are now awake or should i say they've awoken from their slumber and so and this is just like a start to say we don't want bad governance anymore we are tired. But in the meantime, we have an important speaker who has also um, been able to penetrate the health insurance space. We're going to be sharing our conversation with Akin Jones. Akin Jones is the co-founder, CEO of Ella App. Ella App is a lending platform. So we had this conversation. I mean, we're just sharing it now, but it's still quite relevant. And, and a lot of uh, important talking points as regards uh, they're foray into the health insurance space and yeah. you know what the future holds and opportunities that really just exist in that area and I mean partnership is something that I think that we can leverage especially in Africa to grow the industry and mm-hmm. fintech insurance partnerships is one way to go about it yeah so stay tuned Hi, this is Richard Lefley from the Microinsurance Company. I'm getting in touch from the UK today, and it's great to be with you. 
I think the message I want to share is that insurance for low-income people is really, really difficult to get working properly. It's really a distribution challenge. And finding a way to partner with other organizations in order to reach scale rapidly is essential if you want to have a breakthrough. Uh, Good luck in doing that, and I hope to cross paths with many of you in the future. Thanks. Akin Jones, welcome. Hi, thanks. Thanks, Tamara. Um, Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so how are you doing? How has this year been? Personally, you know? (laughs) No, everything, you know, it's been an interesting year. Um, For lack of a better word, it's been a tough, tough year. Uh, Tough year for the lending space. Mm. Um, I think a good year for insurance insurance and insurers, but I don't think it's been a great year for insurers in Nigeria per se. So far, so, you know, so far, so good. Can't complain. <laughs> right. That's, that's great. So, uh, before we go into Ella and insurance, health insurance space now, who is Akin Jones in as short as possible and as catchy as possible? So, I mean, for people who are hearing your, your name for the first time or people who want to know more about you. So, who is Akin Jones? Um, I'm the co-founder and CEO of um, Ella Credit, uh, now Ella App. Um, um, ex-investment banker worked, you know, started on Wall Street. Uh, you know, worked for firms such as Wachovia Securities, now Wells Fargo, UBS, uh, SunTrust. Uh, came back to Nigeria to head an investment banking boutique, uh, Primera Africa. Was also a lead investment banker with BGL, um, BGL PLC in Lagos here, and um, decided to, you know, dabble into fintech. You know, there's it's just a country that has, with Nigeria, just has too many opportunities and. Kind of hard to sit on the sidelines and when no one is solving for very you know for opportunities that are as bright as day such as giving people instant access mm. to loans and so um that's who i am we're just trying to make a difference um anyway i can mm. All right, that, 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 that's interesting. So you have a, uh, yeah. an investment banking uh, background and moving into the lending space now, right? So uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, about Ella? You know what uh, what Ella does and what you are, you are looking to achieve. In general, we're just looking to simplify finance. Some people would call it a super app. Uh, you know, we initially started with, hey, let's try to get credits to credible people. That's always okay. been the goal. You know, we initially started as a pure B2B2C lender. So our goal is there are way too many credible people who should be getting loans who can't. You know, I remember, mm. you know, myself, even when I was an investment banker, I couldn't get a loan from the bank. Uh, we're talking about in 2013, 2014, 2015, when we restarted in 2015, uh, when we piloted, even if you had a good job, you couldn't get a loan from the banks, you know, and so you, mm. the question was, why couldn't you? And something we looked at all. That space is, is is a space that is quite growing, and uh, there are a lot of prospects. There are a lot of opportunities, you know, in in that area. And so, uh, how how has it been? I mean, I'm sure that whatever conversations that you might have been having, you know, so far this year, there would have definitely be questions around, you know, the pandemic and and how it has really affected business. So, what what has been the experience so far this year, you know, business wise? I think you know, I, I want to go back to last year. So as a Q4 last year, okay. we started to think how we could diversify our business, how we could give our customers more products. I think that really helped us. Mm. You know, I think we had a very strong Q1, probably our best Q1 ever. And, you know, Q2 came March, there was the lockdown and 
the effects of the lockdown. You know, a lot of Nigerians are entrepreneurs. A lot of people who come to our platform are, uh, you know, ourselves, you know, are, are small business owners, own their own business. Mm. Uh, depending on if you need 20K, 50K, 100K, you know, it's, it's, these mm. are people who are running small businesses, people with jobs, a lot of them have been laid mm. off. So we saw a huge hit in Q2. Uh, I think it started to steady a little, but it's still pretty bad. You know, but, you know, thank God, you know, we're, we're already looking at different products. So our payment side, you know, mm. bill payments has done well. You know, people have been doing well with that. Okay. I think insurance has done pretty well too. Um, you know, we now have ten thousand monthly users. Uh, you mm, know, okay. it's it, you know, it's it could be bigger, but yeah, but it could be worse. You know, like it's the question now becomes how do we, you know, really sell a value proposition to those people insurance side. Mm. Uh, but mm. you know, overall, how has it been? It's good and bad. I, I can't say it's been bad, and I can't say it's been good. There have been ups and downs, and we're just trying to learn from it. I think this year is going to make us much stronger because we've been able to learn a lot more in, in, in the last couple of months. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you said there um, it's, it's been yeah. good and bad for Ella now. Would you say that that's the the experience for uh, the lending markets generally in Nigeria, like good and bad? Uh, no, 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 no. I'll say it's bad, not even good and bad. I'll say it's bad. <laughs> okay. you know, I, I spoke to a couple of lenders at different shops and a lot of them might not talk about this publicly but they're getting really bad mm. and i'm talking about people who are like heavily mm. collateralized we're talking about people who some lenders take your car some take checks it doesn't matter you can't have the check you mm. can't sell the car you know what you can do yeah. right now you just have to sit back and take that hit so because everyone's taking mm. the hit so it's been bad for all lenders generally even some of the bigger mm. banks are now looking to play in retail because even they, they just they just couldn't do anything on the lending side a lot of those banks, I, I remember 2015, I went to at least three or four large Nigerian banks and I was literally laughed out of the office because they didn't believe that anyone mm. could go online, take a loan and pay back and all that. You know, and then by 2017, mm. there was a turn with a lot of those banks. You know, they, mm. they all started to see the opportunities. Yeah, let's just say, not even 17, let's say 18, like end of 18, mid 18. They all started to, to have a change of heart. But, you know, then they all said, okay, mm. we will try to build our own competitive platforms versus partnering. And it's something, you know, I, I even give the insurance industry some kudos on in terms of partnerships. Because mm. it's something the banks weren't willing to do because they felt like, what, we can hire people or we can pay people to come in and build for mm. us. Uh, so mm. let's see how they do. I don't think they'll do that well in digital. <laughs> okay. Uh, so speaking about you know, insurance and the likes now, I know that as of June, you had a partnership with uh, Hygia. Can you tell, tell us a bit about that um, partnership and what exactly uh, interested you in going into that space? Uh, you know, it's the opportunity. I think for you, for years, we've always known there's been like a one, two, three percent penetration. I remember as a banker back in the day, I advised some, you know, I've advised insurers in the past. I've advised insurers locally. I've always seen, I've always kind of understood the problems they were facing. Mm. So it really was, hey, there's a big opportunity here. And we have a lot of data. We have a lot of knowledge. We have a lot of knowledge in terms of growth, scale. We have a lot of users. Mm. So our question is, how can we help an industry that's like only has about four or five percent penetration to scale? You know, the, the insurance industry is a two trillion naira per annum potential revenue industry. You know, we're talking if you had 160 million patients, 10,000 hospitals, yeah. and you were really truly actualizing 
this, it could be generating anywhere in the upwards of two trillion naira a year. So you know, it's something that could work. But of course, we have the macroeconomics in play, and so I can't totally blame the insurers for not executing. There's a lot of macroeconomic factors that play a big role in them not being able to execute. So it's very, you know, of course, we'll look at why can't insurance insurance companies. You know, get to more people. Why aren't more people signing for insurance? Mm-hmm. Insurance, but the truth is, right now, it's most people that have insurance are in the formal sector. Most products built yeah. for insurance are from the formal sector. Um, it's it's kind of hard to convince people in the informal sector uh, to sign up for healthcare insurance. Uh, to put down, let's say, 2K a month, 500 naira a month, 1,000 naira a month, when they are barely have enough money to eat, you know? So, are you going to get them to put down, commit 12,000 naira to something they might not use? It was interesting that you went on to partner with, with, with IGA, right? And, what what has that experience been? I mean, I, like I uh, we were talking earlier, uh, we spoke with um, Doctor Exameneto from Founder yeah. Willa Health, and his experience now uh, has been that uh, for his customers, they, they they can't believe that. I mean, with less than five hundred naira, they can get that much um, care for for malaria, right? That is the experience there. So, but for you now, uh, for Ella. Ella care. What has been the experience, especially with your customers? Because I mean, I myself would be looking from the outside that okay, your customers are a very different demography, and it's a demography that don't really have insurance in, in some way. Uh, yes, they're in the formal sector, like you said, and the only type of insurance that they'll probably have is maybe you know uh, from their companies and things like that, right? And then you have the formal sector who don't have uh, informal sector who don't have any form of insurance, so. What has been the experience uh, uh, from your customers in terms of engaging this health insurance? So I think our plans, are, the, the plans that we, you know, we partnership we have with are, are pretty good. You know, you get eight hundred thousand okay. naira worth of healthcare coverage for two thousand naira okay. a month. So that's that, that's a pretty strong plan. You know, you get surgery, mm-hmm. you get antenatal, you get access and emergencies. There's a lot that's bundled into that one plan. I think my my mm-hmm. only, you know. You know, I think partnerships, you know, both sides have to take an, a, a loss. For us, it's more, mm. you know, it's kind of like we, I, I kind of get where the insurance companies are coming from because they have these capitation fees. They have to pay monthly to the hospitals and all that. But we are spending a lot of time trying to, to build a good engine for insurance. So the only problem I would have is that, we, we're, you know, we are scaling, but we're going we to take losses for a while because... What we're trying to do is retain people, let them see the value in insurance. Like I've always said, what are the four issues in insurance? Something like export tape, trust, access, pricing, and education. So what we're trying to do is give them a 30-day free trial period to see if they like it. You know, and then, you know, we're seeing people renew. So we're getting a 30% renewal rate right now. So we're talking about 10,000 signups, 3,000 people will actually pay roughly about 4,000 actually. So last one was roughly 4,100 paid out of 10,000. So, you know, but we take the loss of the 6,000 because the goal is what, you know, we're trying to get you to even sign up. We're trying to yeah. get you to go in there and, and see if you really like the product, you know, try it out. We, we mm. encourage you to use the hospital on our dime because I'm that passionate mm. about getting people to go out there and get treated, get healthcare right now at the lowest mm. possible price. 
paying four fifty naira for malaria versus paying two thousand naira to get eight hundred thousand naira worth of healthcare. So it's very, mm. you know, it's it's very different, you know. And I also know where the insurance are mm. coming from because it's it's only the scale that allows it to work. So it's because they see yeah. that okay, we can get fifty thousand monthly users, hundred thousand monthly users, and that can actually help. Mm promote this mm, right so um, I, i'm quite curious because so yes you you you, sh- you play very well in the, in the in your financial services your lending your bills payments uh, and the likes and now bringing in health insurance so i don't know what's that connection between personal finances and and healthcare you know especially in nigeria I was speaking with someone earlier and he, you know, he alluded to the fact that we spend a lot on, on healthcare. What's the picture that you are seeing, uh, you know, from Ella's perspective? That's, that's a great, great question, Namola. I, I, you know, the power is in the data. I think the data doesn't lie. We went into mm. this because we were seeing mm. a trend of a lot of our users were using money they were buying from what to buy medicines to get treated, to go to hospitals. Mm. And if you understand the data, you see that people are using are spending your money that they are borrowing from you on medical needs, more drugs, for lack of a better word, malaria medicine, mm. you see, and stuff like that. So when you, you know, when you are seeing those data trends, uses of loan, medicine, medical, medical I'll yeah. say that ranks about number three, number four. And when you see those, you know, you're mm. like, okay, there's an opportunity here. You know, it's kind of like we knew, okay, we had to allow people to pay bills on our platform mm. and not take loans because people are also, a lot of people are yeah. borrowing to pay bills. So you borrow 2K, 3K, 4K, 5K, mm. 10K. You are borrowing to uh, pay your DSTV, uh, buy MTN credits or whatever, you know. So it's the same knowledge. Like, we, you know, we realized, hey, if they're going to do that, why not just give them an easier way for them to actualize this? Why borrow... 20k, 10k, 15k, whatever to go pay someone when you could just be paying 2k a month. You know, you get your first 30 days free, and you can go ahead and you know and get treated, or you know, and, and build some kind of understanding of insurance. So you know, the education of insurance is going to, is something I feel like even the bigger health insurance companies really have to spend more time on, like you know, educating people on the on the benefits of insurance. On the uses of insurance, another thing that could help in our sector, I think in Korea they have that is, is is the return of premiums. I, I feel like people might right. pay more if you offer a higher premium, twenty mm. k and a month, and say okay, if you don't use it, we'll pay you back seventy percent or something. You know, so there are different ways. You know, we, we we're playing with the with our data, with our knowledge, and with our partnerships to see if we can scale our user base up in the next couple of months. In terms of return, you mentioned something that had to do with return of premium. So what I'm seeing is even from the fact that we have all of those policies in the insurance industry now, and a lot of people have refused to patronize them or purchase that particular policy because it is perceived as expensive. A typical Nigerian will want to look for a plan that is cheap, not even affordable, cheap. And that is why most of our prices are what it is today because um, I would easily go for something that I know I could get for 3K than buy it for the same um, uh, value at you know 5,000 to 6,000 naira. So um, I don't know how that would work in terms of uh, um, how else to market that kind of policy to customers or generally. Um, you know, and that's the thing. I think those kind of policies probably would only work for the same formal sector we've spoken about. I think it takes a, a certain level of education. Most people don't read plans. And, you know, most sales agents 
you know, are out there in this, you know, we don't even have manual physical sales agents. For most insurance companies, the trick is all they do is sales agents go around signing people up from company to company and that's how they just manage their growth, you know, but no one's no one has really figured out a fully digital way, fully automated digital way to scale insurance. The question is, are there enough educated people? Do people even read contracts enough that they'll understand the terms of the money being returned to them and all, which is some of the issues. And to be honest, a lot of insurance companies might even be taking a lot of losses or, because you have to realize that if you're charging 500 naira for a plan and a surgery costs 300,000 or 400,000, you might be taking a loss or your users aren't paying. So a lot of issues in, you know, people have seen in managed health services are there's issues of reporting, there's issues of or bloated costs, um, inefficiency. Yeah. There's just a lot of in-house issues in insurance, in managed healthcare, especially that need to be solved with technology first before we even go into the second phase of saying let's start returning money to people because you have to first get your efficiencies right before you can now say yeah. oh I will consider returning money to some of these users because in our first couple of months of piloting it's been good but we are we are taking some losses to ensure scale it's about cleaning up and clearing up those inefficiencies over time Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Adebo Ale Banjo. I'm co-founder, CEO at MyCover.ai, and we are building Africa's digital insurance infrastructure. For the latest news on insurance technology in Africa, keep listening to InsurTech Business Series and stay updated. Mm-hmm. You mentioned um, technology, and one of the things that uh, we are quite keen about here is really just generating conversation around the fact that we need to digitize a lot of uh, our processes to improve efficiency, you know, and improve the customer's experience, you know, you know, across the uh, value chain of insurance, right? And so, um, you are. A, mainly tech company right so how much of importance is it you know from your perspective and how you run your business and your experience with insurance now how much important is it for uh, for us to go the route of really digitizing processes and taking advantage of data that i mean that you have been able to use to scale your business you know, I- I think there are a lot of interesting things that could be done. And, you know, data is key and digitization is key. But I also think the government could play a very mm-hmm. key role. Uh, you know, I, I think the okay. Lagos State has just launched the Lagos State Health Insurance Scheme. You know, I know NHIS has some schemes. But, you know, we there could be ways in which we could blend all our data sets together. There could be ways in which we use our national right. ID card. And when you get national ID, mm-hmm. the kind of mandate that you get insurance. You know, mm. hundred naira insurance a month. I was talking to an insurance professional the other day, and he was saying at one point in really lag. I don't know if they still have it, but they had hundred naira insurance a month that was tacked on to students' um, um, tuition. Exactly. Face. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, um, so things around that. So imagine mandating that. Okay, companies, small businesses, markets. Before you pay your tax, you also have to show insurance what you're paying in insurance, like they have in America when you get those um, insurance uh, waivers or insurance grants. So that okay, if you are filing for your tax, you have to show that you paid insurance for your staff. 
be a good first mm. step. Or even if you work in the market, there could be uh, regu- people that go around to say, okay, have you insured? These are the insurance plans. It's subsidized by government, but sold through the HMOs. Uh, you have to get it. If you don't get it, your tax money will be increased by XYZ. So there could be a penalty. Mm. The question now becomes, will there be the execution of this put in place? But, you know, there are... That was there, there are a lot of ways that we can execute this and we've already started the first you know the eureka moment for us to go into digital lending was bvn the day the bvn launched was the day yeah. i launched ella exactly so mm. it's that mm. bvn so once you have a digital identity verification system which i feel like the, most, yeah. the strongest we have right now is the bvn you can tack a lot of things on it, you know, and I feel like insurance is could be a, a, a sensible next step to tack, tack on it. Uh, the telcos are another mm. second point. I know a lot of people have tried to work with the telcos to offer very cheap insurance that could be deducted from your um, data plans and all. But yes, you know, I, it could start from working through corporates. So I don't know if there's a, you know, the same way you mandate every company to pay IT industrial training fund, you could mandate every company to. To ensure their people uh, and it could lead to a big boost in the industry now that you mentioned the government right uh, i know that uh, that talks around the the health insurance uh, authority bill right so um can you tell us a bit about i mean you, you're playing in that space uh, right now so what impact do you think uh, you know that bill eventually will have on you know on your um foray into that uh, health insurance space you know, on paper it's always positive, but you know we have bills. I don't, I don't, I don't like to talk about any government policies. Um, on paper, all these government policies always seem positive, but it's all about execution. Like I always like to say, if they pass it, they don't pass it. You know, they passed one thousand bills over the last how many years, and you know who knows. You know, like to me, it doesn't. I, I, I am always for private sector driven, or, okay. uh, driven innovation. I just feel like. The only thing government is meant to do is just create an enabling environment and probably give grants and schemes and you know that that help bolster the industry. Um, you know, we've heard in this COVID one that they they shared billions out, I guess, as palliatives uh, for healthcare companies. You know, I feel like there needs to be more data. You know, I like what budget is doing. There needs to be more data around how accountability uh-huh. around how these things are being used because. I know what we've done with the little we've put into the space and what we've been able to impact. We can see mm. those metrics. So mm. they need to be able to give us these metrics too from their standpoint. Like, hey, we've injected this much and that's why they, they, digitizing things always makes sense, right? You know, so that you can kind of keep mm. a paper trail of what you're actually doing and executing. The, the bill will definitely work. The health insurance bill is a positive, right? But... Yeah. But they've been having also the NHIS. The NHIS was set up for a particular reason, right? To promote insurance, and you know, it's done what it could do. You know, the goal of it was to achieve universal healthcare for Nigerians. Has it done that? Maybe we've moved from two percent penetration or one point six percent penetration to three percent or three point five. I'm not, you know, roughly around that. So has it done that? Has it, you know, it hasn't in like five, seven, ten years? It hasn't gone to ten percent, you know. So, mm, I'm, mm. these are some of the things I'm looking at. Like, I mean, after providing all of these platforms, the truth about it is, if you're not keen on implementation, yep. I think that most of this, uh, like you said, now it's. I mean, it's good to be on paper, but you need to see the practicality of all of these policies. 
But for um, any clients, I would say that yes, um, um, bills are fine. But then again, like, how do you think that this is going to affect your business? Now, for instance, when they, um, or how would you advise they drive all of those implementation phase? Because I, I think that's like the major work. It's good for us to have meetings, to have papers, to have you know policies, operations, and all of that. But if there's no drive, if there's no implementation, it doesn't work. What would you be advising any clients in terms of driving all of this? Um, in the end, in the end literally, I think they need to offer free healthcare. Like, and I guess that's what the bill is trying to focus on: giving informal people in Nigeria access to healthcare. Right? 1999, there was a decree. But in reality, people are poor. So even if you, even if we sell 100 insurance plans, can they afford it? You know, but then the question is, if we give free healthcare that the government is paying for, it might lead to fraud. You know, it might lead to the kind of petroleum subsidy fraud we've seen. So what's, mm. what's the, you know, what's the balancing act? I think you have to work with private sector fintech. I think this is where insure tech comes into play. You know, you know, digitizing um, the electronic interface for Nigerian hospitals and manage healthcare service providers whereby you know if you are if i'm getting going to a hospital and i present my card both the nhis sees it and everybody you see it on their system so there's no room for fraud and once once the drug, you know you get a drug or whatever there's some kind of some kind of digitization where there's a paper trail of everything yeah. that happens um, i know a lot of people have tried mm. it i know at some point the nhis ordered equipment but I don't know what happened to this. You know, it's kind of like we take two steps forward sometimes, and we take five steps back. And it's, and so implementation requires digitization. We tell, you have to work with all stakeholders, and you have to digitize. But the only way we can get insurance to maybe 60 million Nigerians in a year is, I think the first step has to be through BBN. I think the banks could really help with that too. And for me, the BBN is the first true data set I've kind of trusted in Nigeria. First true identity yeah. set I've trusted because identity is the first case. Are you who you are? Yeah. Are we, are we not? Because yeah. we don't want to bill for 40 imaginary people. You know? And mm-hmm. somebody is taking mm-hmm. money off the side. So how do we ensure we can eradicate fraud, time wasting, we can have efficient reporting capabilities and, you know, reduce operational costs. Imagine if the NHIS had to have people in every hospital when you could just have software and anyone could go to it. Imagine how much mm. you would save. You know, our healthcare budget in Nigeria, last I heard was what, $2 billion or something? $2.5 billion? It's, it's very small. Country is going through, okay, let me not use the word broke, but it's going through tough, tough, mm-hmm. finance, tough financial times. So I don't think we'll be able to provide free healthcare right now for everybody, but... What are the ways we could the government could work with private sector to make this a reality? Mm. Or pharmacies. I feel like most Nigerians, their first point of contact is in even hospitals per se. Mm-hmm. Local yeah. area pharmacies. So is there an, mm. is there a structural way we could work with those pharmacies to provide like a last mm-hmm. mile? Sort of like I see pharmacies the same way I see agency banks. They're like that first of operation yeah. between yeah. Um, every Nigerian. You know, I think people would go to the pharmacy mm. cell first before and talk to their pharmacist before going to talk to a doctor. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Dr. Neto, founder and CEO of Wella Health, where we're working on affordable access to healthcare, 
using technology and alternative care pathways, microinsurance being central to our work. I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsurTech Business Series, where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Wella Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. Well, I'm looking at penetrating the pharmacies as well in terms of um, you know, creating partnership with you know, Nigerian pharmacists. That's the first point of contact when I have a headache or I think I have malaria. I think that's a, you know, I think it's a good way to, you know, I think us, we're still in the learning curve process, right? We have data, we have users, we're trying to give those users access to healthcare. You know, I think for a second phase, we could look at that. You know, but I mean, you have to realize we also have, <laughs> we don't want to get bogged down. For us, this is just a, and, and it, it, it on it. Let's look at it as a sell up for our, our current lending users, which is our business. Mm-hmm. The question now becomes, we're just adding, you know, we don't want to get bogged down into here. How do we get it to every pharmacy and all? I feel like the HMOs can do that. I feel like the hospitals can do that. I feel like there are a lot of people already tackling that. We are just providing a mm-hmm. gateway to mm-hmm. expand yeah. coverage because it's, it's the necessity, mm, yeah. especially in this COVID time. Yeah, so so uh, I'm quite keen on on um, you know what the plans are for Ella generally in terms of insurance. Yep. Yeah, so now you're you're working in the in health insurance space, but are you seeing uh, data or I mean uh, are you seeing trends around that uh, helping you lean towards you know considering uh, going into other types of insurance services. I mean, offering them to your to your customers. I, I like that. You let the cat out the bag. So what we are really doing is uh, <laughs> we are we're going to other insurers are going to come on. We've, we are signing partnerships with other insurers, not just Hygieia. You know, we're going to allow people to get the best plans. What we're going to try and do is use our AI technology to be able to kind of you put in your details and we can kind of recommend plans for you. You know your income based on your income level, based on you know how much you want to spend on insurance, based on what you want. You know because we realize this not this one hat fits all is not necessarily working for all our customers. So this hey two thousand yeah. plan. Yeah. So why not? You know some people want that four fifty naira malaria plan that well I helped You know some yeah. people want mm-hmm. the fifty thousand naira plan. Some people want so yeah. why not create an artificial intelligence driven way. To get your consumers what you know what 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 they want, and you know that's that's launching very soon actually. So you know these are some of the things we've learned from from the data we've seen that you know just having one carrier also puts us in a very uncomfortable position sometimes. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so how do we get our customers the best? Because really that's what we're here for. We're listening to our users and and, and trying to implement what they want. Versus trying to tell them what we want. Quite interesting. So, I mean, outside of um, insurance now, right? What's the future like for for Ella? What what's what are the plans? I know at the beginning of this year, you uh, got some investment from outside of the country, right? So, what are the prospects? And now you are into the health insurance space, and you talked about uh, going further into the insurance uh, uh, industry. But what are the other plans for the future? For, for I think more products, more products. You're going to keep hearing more products. We're launching a lot of products, and you know we're recruiting a lot of you know our engineering team is pretty much 80% of our company uh, very very digital focused and it's really just building products to already help there are a lot of industries in Nigeria that need digitization and 
we see ourselves as as a one-stop app for people that need you know various products you know be it payments be it uh, insurance anything you're trying to pay for we want you know we want to build more interesting products around that so i, I just don't want to give a lot away but you know i launched some very very uh-huh. interesting products some stable coin powered products stable coin on the back of the blockchain you know and we're going to use some of that blockchain technology also in insurance too i uh, just don't want to give a lot away right. for proprietary reasons. Mm-hmm. um we're, we're you know we're excited about what we're building uh we are builders, for lack of a better word. We like to right. um, yeah. and, and that's what we, you know, we do. All right, all right. That, 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 that's quite interesting because, I mean, as fintechs, as, as, as a tech company, you know, comparing that to a, proper, a full uh, insurance company, you know, you can scale, you can, you know, change things, you can yeah, bring, build things, yeah, iterating around yeah. ideas and just fast to, you have to, yep. to market, right? And those are some of the things that I think that the insurance industry can really learn. Your platform is, is going to be offering, I mean, a different, a younger demographic, yep. I would yep. assume, right? So, so uh, what what are some of the um, opportunities there for insurance companies that want to partner with? I think the opportunities are, you know, we have 900,000 registered users, 200,000 monthly borrowers. In our first two months of piloting insurance, we're already at 10,000 users. So right. those are the opportunities. And, you know, we are thinking of more interesting mm. ways to upsell our customers on insurance. You know, we're, mm. we're taking some hits. We're, we're playing around with different things. You know, we're the future. We're, we're looking for how to get the millennials into insurance. We're thinking on how to solve those pain points, trust, access, pricing, education. I think anyone that is out there, you know, who's thinking, hey, how can we innovate on insurance? You know, definitely we're open to partnerships and not just in insurance, in multiple sectors. Uh, we're always looking for ways because what we really focus on is the, is the tech side of things. You know, we want to be a gateway for innovation. And, you know, we saw what we were the first, you know, we like, there are a lot of digital lenders, but we can confidently say we were the first digital lender in the market. We started in 2015, undercapitalized. Mm-hmm. We've been in this market a long time. We built organically. And today we're, you know, we're a profitable business. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, we, we had a year where we grew by a thousand percent. We've done a lot of wow. restructuring. We've learned a lot. We've put together the right team. Where we continue, we're, we're always learning. So, you know, it's, mm. it's 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 what the larger organizations don't have. You know, they you know it, it can take them mm-hmm. six weeks to get an approval on one thing. It can take them ten <laughs> weeks before every committee meets up to decide. You know, we can make fast decisions. We can try out new products. We can see if they work. We can mm. iterate for a younger generation. We're excited. Yeah. Yes, right. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been an interesting conversation, and uh, we're definitely uh, going to continue this conversation in one way or another sure. and uh, thank you very much for no, coming thank you on. guys thanks, uh, thanks for following me thanks Tamara appreciate your time Hi, this is Richard Leftley from the Microinsurance Company I'm getting in touch from the UK today and it's great to be with you I think the message I want to share is that insurance for low-income people is really, really difficult to get working properly. It's really a distribution challenge. And finding a way to partner with other organizations in order to reach scale rapidly is essential if you want to have a breakthrough. Uh, Good luck in doing that, and I hope to cross paths with many of you in the future. Thanks. Hi, and welcome to the news update. I am Opa Olua, and here are the headlines. 
Standard Alliance Insurance appoints new managing director. Nigeria Reinsurance names Akinshola Ali as new MD. Lloyds launches parametric policy. Now the details. Standard Alliance Insurance appoints new managing director. Standard Alliance Insurance PLC, a non-life insurer operating in Nigeria, has announced the appointment of Omotaya Awodia as its new managing director. The announcement was made at the company's 22nd annual general meeting, and the new MD assured that the management and directors are working as shortly to meet the recapitalization deadline as well as position the company's operations for post-recapitalization competition. Nigeria Reinsurance names Akinshola Ali as new MD. Nigeria Reinsurance Corporation has recently announced the appointment of Akinshola Ali as its new managing director, following confirmation by the National Insurance Commission, NICOM, on August 31, 2020. Akinshola Ali, who was the executive director, technical services of NICOM Insurance Limited, will be responsible for steering the company to the path of sustainability and also ensure the overall objectives of the organizations are achieved. Lloyd's launches parametric policy. Lloyd's has launched a parametric insurance policy in response to the increased risk of business interruptions in SMEs. The new insurance coverage relies on a parametric trigger to protect small and medium-scale businesses from IT disruptions or downtown. The offer is led by Tokyo Marine Kiln and supported by members of Lloyd Products Innovation Facility. The parametric trigger automatically provides compensations if a customer's critical IT services are disrupted. It can be applied on the cloud, e-commerce or other payment systems. Consequently, the policy reduces the time insurers spend assessing a loss or adjusting a claim. That is all on the news update. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. Welcome back to this session. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation with Akin. I remember seeing some of their work on Twitter um, during the lockdown period. You know, it made it very easy for people to access healthcare via their platform. And from some of the conversations I said, it shows that there's a lot that can be done with partnership. And there's a lot that can actually be done in the health insurance space. What was your take home, Damala? Like I said in the beginning, partnership is quite key, it's quite important, not just with fintechs, maybe with partnership with banks, bank assurance, partnership with telecommunication companies, you know, and those are partnerships that can work. Basically, what Ella wants to do is scale health insurance to get yeah. uh, a health insurance to as many people as possible so that they have access to quality uh, health care. Access to quality healthcare is quite key, especially in Nigeria here. And this kind of partnership creating uh, the opportunity for not just anybody to buy insurance, but a demography that has mostly not been tapped really with insurance. 
you know, the younger demography, the Gen Z, the millennials who are mm-hmm. quite averse to insurance, but we are leveraging a platform like Ella, which is trusted, which is used regularly. I mean, this is a platform where I mean, they take loans within minutes and repayments are done, you know, without any force, you know, and stuff like that. So there's a trust element that's, that is already there with with Ella. So leveraging uh, that to, to sell insurance is, is something that is quite key for me and, and I think that we'll definitely begin to see a lot more of these partnerships uh, you know going forward I mean we've seen one with uh, you know Wella Health and, and AXA Mansard right so but I mean we'll definitely begin to see a lot more uh, of them and I'm, I'm definitely hoping to, to uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the other things that uh Ella has to offer the the market, which is actually very very um, good. It's really interesting to be alive during this time. Like I'm excited about you know upcoming or ongoing developments in the industry, which is yeah, um, fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yes, I'm, I must confess. So, uh, Damala, would you like us to hint our audience about our forthcoming conference? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's something that uh, we're quite excited about. Uh, it's our first ever conference, and it's the first ever in short tech conference, really, yes. in Nigeria. And so we're quite excited about it. Uh, why? Because one of the reasons why we came up with in short tech business series was to create conversations and around technology, innovation, and some of the opportunities that they bring to the industry, you know, and how you can scale insurance and and create more value to customers as well. We started off with the podcast, right? And that has been amazing, you know, from our first uh, guest, uh, Rob Galbraith. Shout out, Rob. Rob Galbraith. Uh, (laughs) Yes. It's been an interesting journey so far and we're quite keen on on expanding that conversation further through the insurtech business series conference which we plan to hold on the 27th of november 2020 mm-hmm. yes it's a virtual conference and we intend to have a broad engagement uh, with the audience with panel sessions you know presentations from people around the world Insurance professionals from within Nigeria, within Africa, different parts of the world, you know, coming to share their perspectives and, you know, audience coming to learn really uh, about new trends, uh, opportunities, you know, and the, th- the theme for, for the conference is uh, innovation and partnerships for sustainable insurance. And we're looking at making it, um, you know, free and accessible to as many that would love to join and participate in this interesting conversations. We also hope to have like reputable speakers in that experts or should I say professionals in um, that insurance space. And I, I, it's actually going to be an exciting one. I'm even excited seeing this alone. I don't think that um, anyone should miss this because really... Yeah, yeah, we are, we are, don't worry, we're going to be all up in your face you know, about the conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we are excited about it, like like I said, and we are very much uh, looking forward to 
posting you more details about the conference will be coming up in the coming days coming weeks mm-hmm. uh but you know we want to let you know first here and we also um looking out for partnerships and sponsorships as well towards the conference and you can hit us up via email insure365ng@gmail.com and i mean let's let's have, start the conversation and see how we can work together yeah we look forward to uh, having you on the 27th of november all right so on that note um thank you once again for taking your time out to listen to our podcast we really appreciate the support we appreciate your you know um reviews again then um we hope to always take this conversation further and further try to spark conversations that changes some of the things in the industry like our uh, competition index rules so again thank you once again i remain your host Lumi, and my co-host um damala take care and do stay safe bye